0: every time
1: a proud member of the gun geek network the opinions expressed are those of each individual check out all the other geeky podcasts over at gunnageeknetwork.com and get ready because geekiness begins in three two one
0: on this week's episode the matrix gets resurrected hawkeye finds its target and what are melinda's best and worst in pop culture for 2021. All this and more as we say Merry Christmas <laughs> and reach our next stop, the PCC Multiverse. Don't be alarmed. The quasi-shimmering light before you is a trans-dimensional gateway to other worlds, other voices, other thoughts, and other realities. Up feels like down, and down feels like the number seven on a Wednesday morning. Don't worry, that quivering, blood-boiling sensation under your eyebrows is all a part of the charm. Welcome to the PCC Multiverse. And we're back with another episode of the PCC Multiverse. This is Gerald Glasser from Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and the Lakers Fast Break. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review in our stocking. Plus, if you can go ahead and like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, the Lakers Fast Break, Vampires and Vitae, plus PopCultureCosmos.com, and the fact that we are the number one tabletop RPG streamer on Facebook, and I'm so sad I could not be able to attend the Monday showing of the Demolition Force because, as I told Melinda, I was all full of shopping bags right there in the middle of the mall.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I was, uh, I was tis, that guy. Yeah, tis the season. Yeah, for sure. Is- we have a new player. And it's a girl, and I'm so excited because now I'm not the only girl in the gang anymore. So it's, uh, well, yeah, that's so. great
0: news, and I can't wait to join back up again and flow my hair as Shamad Khan. Yes. But <laughs> yes, I was actually watching it with a couple fingers on my phone, watching you guys while I had like five, six bags on me, and my wife and my kids just went back and forth to a store. Here's another bag, Dad. Here's another bag. <laughs> Here's another bag. So I'm sitting in the middle of the mall, just sitting there going, okay, Merry Christmas to me. But I would like to be back part of adventure. I don't know what's going on for next week on the Demolition Force. Maybe something else would be there instead. So we'll see what happens there. But there are great games in the RPG land that we do because we're the number one tabletop RPG streamer on Facebook. And if you check us out, we also keep you updated on the latest news and trends of pop culture right there on Pop Culture Cosmos on Facebook. It wouldn't be a PCC multiverse without my good friend, she is our own jolly elf for <laughs> the PCC multiverse and Pop Culture Cosmos. You got to go ahead and check out what she's doing today at popculturecosmos.com. You got to go ahead and check out what she's doing with Vampires and Vitae, Rob's Whimsical One Shot, which is run by her husband, but we all know who actually runs the game instead. <laughs> Plus, you also have warlocks and whiskey you also have Wizards and wine and all the things that she does she's put on hiatus except for v until next year but you got to go ahead and check out all the back episodes today that are on pop culture cosmos on facebook and of course wherever you get your podcasts it is my good friend who i wish a truly merry christmas to it is melinda barkhouse ross and melinda Great to have you here. Happy holidays, safe holidays, and a truly Merry Christmas to both you and Robbie Ross. Oh,
1: gosh. Same to you and the whole fam jam, man. For real. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate
0: it. Appreciate it. All right. Hoping you get everything that you're asking for under the tree. And if you don't, you go ahead and you just, you know, tap Robbie on the head and go,
1: (laughs) order it for me now. Yeah, right. May you get everything you wish for for the holidays and enough money to spend on Boxing Day.
0: There you go. Absolutely. We can't forget about Boxing Day because being that you are an awesome Canadian and spent 20 years in Canadian radio, Mm -hmm. you got to go ahead and make sure you give a shout out for Boxing Day because we don't do that enough here at the Pop Culture Gospel. So sure, yeah. we, we wish our good friends in Canada a truly amazing Boxing Day. Kwanzaa, we hope everybody that celebrates that has had a truly great Kwanzaa. And please, everyone stay safe around the world that listens to us. We truly cannot thank you enough for doing so. It is our Christmas present to you. A wonderful show today. And you know what? We got a lot of things lined up for the show today, including your best and worst in pop culture for 2021. Melinda has her stack. She has her list. She has her naughty and nice list. I have multiple Ooh. post-its, Gerald. Multiple yes. post-its, <laughs> multiple post-its for the naughty and nice list for 2021. You notice how I got that naughty and nice in there, that Christmas thing going? All right. Mm-hmm. Digging it, I'm digging it, I'm digging it. But she's got that coming up on the back half of the show. Plus, also, as well, we're gonna be talking about Hawkeye season one, which I'm hoping there will be more of. Episode six, we're gonna be talking about that. There will be spoilers, but we will also be talking sort of final thoughts on the season itself and and just talk about Hawkeye Season 1, Episode 6 as well. Because it it truly ended on a what I think was a really good note. Plus also we're going to be reviewing the Matrix Resurrections. Was it a grand return for Neo and Trinity? Or was it a game over, so to speak? So we'll talk about that coming up on the show. Plus also we will be talking briefly about the new trailer. Which is actually kind of a non-new trailer because it actually appeared at the end of spider-man no way home and that's the doctor strange and the multiverse of madness trailer which was a kind of like a post-credit end scene which was a trailer i don't, I don't know there's just it just would seem kind of lazy by marvel but we'll talk about doctor strange and the multiverse of madness coming up here in a bit and of course we've got a lot to talk about here on today's show but first up i want to ask you if you can give everybody an update of what's going on with your awesome show, Vampires and Vitae.
1: Yeah. So all of the characters are back together. So the party is not split anymore, which is really good. We had a bit more of a, uh, a look inside the church of day and the book, book of Vol and, and what all of that was about and and what the repercussions were for the hunters who invaded our lair in the statue of Liberty. <laughs> it just sounds so crazy as I say it out loud. Yeah, so we had some hunters infiltrate and they did some bad things. And we found out that there is a bit of a growing subsection of the Church of Day, which is kind of fanaticizing. Is that a? Anyways, they're, 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 they're skewing what the Church of Day and the Book of Vol is all about and yeah so uh we're all back together now though that's really important and there is a character that we re- well an npc that we refer to as spooky boy his name is sebastian and he seems to have it out for my character and i'm a little bit concerned about it to be honest
0: <laughs> Ooh, yeah. so to keep this drama going alive where do people need to check you out as far as the vampires and vitae show is concerned
1: Sure. So uh, you can find us in podcast form on uh, like all of the podcast platforms. And if you're interested in watching the live stream or you want to go back and watch the old videos, you can find us on YouTube and on Facebook as well.
0: There you go. That's again, Vampires Vitae. Please go ahead and check it out today where we get your podcasts. And of course, back episodes can be found as well on the Pop Culture Cosmos on Facebook.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I feel like we should have like the theme music for matrix with the stuff like falling down the letters and all that the code falling down because it's time to talk the matrix resurrections as it appears this week to theaters and hbo max also in theaters is the kingsman which is a prequel to the famous kingsman series and of course sing 2 which is also out in theaters they're both actually all three of the movies are trying to vie for second place behind spider-man no way home because there's actually no way that they're going to get the number one spot here in the box office but it is the matrix resurrections which again is the last movie that hbo max will go show day and date for its entire run in regards to that so it's a very it's actually kind of like a historical move end of a great year for hbo max because all of their releases were day and date they will no longer be doing that so it's very interesting quite frankly how hbo max lives and breathes yeah Yeah. i mean will they sustain their subscriber base in the future because they're not doing day and date because you get people weaned on something Mm -hmm. and then you take it away from them Mm -hmm. and you expect them to pay the same price and it's going to be like yeah i'm sorry okay you're gonna have to uh give us something else in exchange and i don't see that happening maybe it's something that hbo and warner brothers will actually look back upon and say maybe we have to correct ourselves or or whatever but yeah something is gonna have to go ahead and change and i think it's not for the best for hbo max but it is the matrix resurrections for better for worse And I have a feeling you're going to tell me your thoughts on it here in a minute, but it is the return of Neo and Trinity to the Matrix universe, so to speak. And I mean, I know that Facebook is trying to call itself meta and uh, the metaverse and all that stuff, but you know, when it truly comes to meta and the metaverse, you cannot get more meta, even if you tried, than the Matrix Resurrections, and I'm not sure that was for the best, but... I'm going to leave it with you first, and then I'll share my entire thoughts on The Matrix Resurrections. And there will be spoilers if you so choose to go ahead and share them. So I want to let everybody know out there there will be spoilers, because I think at this point in time, if you're going to go ahead and check it out, you're going to go ahead and check it out, especially because it's easily available on HBO Max.
1: Yes. Where do I start?
0: Where do you want to start?
1: (laughs) It felt like a half of an idea for a movie.
0: Okay. for starters.
1: After that it felt cheap. Okay. It, like I, like visually I it just it it didn't compare to other things that we're watching on TV right now and I don't know how I don't know how to explain that. I don't know if it was like bad lighting throughout the movie or I just
0: I'm just doing the only thing that they could really do in yeah, the movie was just like uh, put the matrix push. Yeah, the the matrix hands push because yeah, that's the only thing that they could do the special effects were quite disappointing for something that was so cutting edge in 1999 to have it still look better than anything in this movie yeah it's very depressing Yes, uh, quite frankly and and yes. you go into it with a whole bunch of enthusiasm to recreate that because again i'm not a huge fan and i said this on the show of the second and third movies because the action lessened and the talking and the theological debates and the theorizing began, and that's when it just turned me off as a viewer because I don't really want to sit there for ten minutes while you're talking, 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 talking about the theories and subtle things that are trying to go be, you know, underneath as far as you know when you're dealing with all the religious and yeah. other aspects of what you're trying to go ahead and, and come across with, and you know, it, it was really disappointing in those second and third movies. <laughs> And then we get to this movie and we thought, okay, maybe Lana Wachowski has learned her lesson. Maybe she's going to go ahead and make sure this is tight, this is compact, this is action-packed, this still gets across a good story. The first Matrix is one of the best movies of all time, in my opinion. It's a nice, compact, very good story that tells a great narrative that showcases outstanding cutting-edge special effects. Yes. And unfortunately, the Matrix Resurrections could not do any of that. It's overly long, It's like it's over an hour, probably over an hour longer than it needed to be. It's really incoherent at times. It doesn't Mm -hmm. stay astray on its, it goes astray on its own story. What happened to Mr. Smith's character? He just disappears at the end, just like he's gone because he transported himself as far as controlled, you know, everybody else in the Matrix, as far as I was trying to kill Neon and Trinity. But then he is not the true bad guy. It's actually Neo Patrick Harris. But conveniently, Mr. Smith drops in and out whenever it's necessary, supposedly. Yeah. And he was actually the most interesting character was his business partner, Mr. Smith. And and he is actually criminally underused. Neil Patrick Harris, he tries But he's just not threatening as a character, that villainous character. So at least the way he was, you know, portrayed out in this film, and the whole thing was a mess. And the whole thing just seemed like, like you said, like one great idea just taken to the extreme they did too many flashbacks way just they just forced it down your throat they almost put a half hour of the original matrix movie into this movie what what was the budget for this film
1: because give me that money and i will show you what i can do with vampires and vitae and we will tell our own little coherent story that has plot hooks and little bits of information for you to collect along the way please give me a couple of million dollars and let us do our thing and put it up against the Matrix movie, this Matrix movie. And I'm telling you, we could stand beside it. That's how bad it is.
0: It's a really bad movie. It's one of the... It was shocking. Yeah. I don't want to go ahead on your list or my list or anything like that, but it's, it is a, it's a shame. It's a very big disappointment. In fact, I think it's the biggest disappointment for me as a movie this year, this experience... I think that it's close for me with Free Guy. I thought Free Guy was a disappointing venture for me as well. But, uh, you know, I think this one, because of the expectations after so many years coming back, people had, you know, the bad taste out of their mouths. It, it had already run run away as far as the, uh, the last two movies are concerned. And people saying, you know, what? I'm ready to go ahead and get back into the Matrix and plug back into the Matrix. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, they, they were not ready for us. And that's just a shame.
1: Yeah is it the second thing in 2021 that Keanu was part of, that was just a bit of a disaster, like cyberpunk 2077, that came out this year, right? Like beginning- No, that
0: came out late last year.
1: Was it late last year?
0: Okay. So
1: two things, two big projects from Keanu Reeves in two years that have not gone as planned.
0: And then we found out that John Wick 4 got pushed back this past week to 2023 in a new trailer or it's actually kind of like a teaser and they just mentioned that that it is coming in March of 2023 it's been pushed back officially yeah. so that's kind of disappointing on top of all of it so it wasn't a great week for Keanu Reeves but <sighs> you know it is still earning money around the world whether or not it earns you know the, a decent cash amount we'll wait and see but Matrix Resurrections was kind of disappointing for both of us. In fact, it's, we really did not like it and cannot recommend it. It's something, again, it's too long. It's overbloated. It's too meta. has way too much in the flashbacks. Special effects are low budget. And really, it was a disappointing effort. And really, was a waste of Carrie Ann Moss and Keanu Reeves. And Really? Just, yeah. It was just truly a disappointment. And
1: what a waste of Carrie Ann Moss. I mean... Yeah.
0: I mean that's great that I like the term fact that they were put her at the forefront as as someone who is going to instead of being the one it's now the two, you could say, but sure yes but you know the way that they executed was just awful just absolutely awful
1: yes they should have pulled her out in the first thirty minutes of the movie. Right then, you could have done your your flashbacks that could have gone back to them meeting in the coffee shop, and you know why the coffee shop was so important. I still don't quite understand.
0: Yeah, and what are your main battles uh, are in the coffee shop. Yeah, What's I that
1: why? I mean, I get. I'm a little honry in the morning before I have coffee. I'll admit it, but I'm not going to go.
0: <laughs> you're not going to go Matrix Force push. You know, maybe sometimes you wish you could do that while you're waiting for your coffee. You could go ahead like and Matrix push. <laughs> yes, like a whole crowd of people just like. Just leap back and just like almost like an explosion, <laughs> and here comes Melinda.
1: You imagine, yeah, but no, I I wanted I wanted so desperately to like this movie because I'm a huge Keanu fan. You know what? I'll probably end up watching this again just because I like Keanu, and I, I don't know why, but for some, I feel like it's important for me to support him. I don't know why that's a thing, or why I feel like it's important, but yeah. Whew, there were a lot of problems and if i even fell asleep for a period of time and woke up and i didn't miss anything
0: can i tell you a secret
1: yes please i did too <laughs> kind of in that middle yes. like weird part right
0: I, I had to go back and watch the battle scene between keanu reeves neo and mr smith the recreation right. of mr smith i had to watch that back again because i, I missed that because i fell asleep and oh man, oh man. that was one of the few good parts of the actual movie so yeah. it was very disappointing it is the matrix resurrections uh, for us we cannot recommend it uh, and i'm going to say right now i don't think many people are going to it is still amazingly on Metacritic, earning around a 65 and i don't know how that is but if you have thoughts on the matrix resurrections have you caught it yet have you looked at this latest adventure and the recreation and the resurrection of the Matrix? We want to hear your thoughts. Pop culture Cosmos at Yahoo.com. Hey, this is Chad from Ghost Toasters, and you're
1: listening to Pop Culture Cosmos Podcast.
0: Okay, wait. Wait, I I can go invisible, right? Because this is this is the absolute worst. You can so,
1: certainly try.
0: Okay, so that is um, uh, that's a uh, obver, obver ob- ob- av <laughs> av it's
1: obfuscation roll your dice
0: okay So, I didn't get anything over a five, but that can... You
1: are still naked. Oh, God. The music stops and everyone is looking directly at you, judging.
0: Oh, God, this is...
1: The Prince of the City looks very disappointed in you. Okay,
0: this is worse than the dreams that I have about being naked at work. There has to be something that I can do.
1: Vampires in Invite, a Vampire the Masquerade actual play podcast, season two to Pop Culture Cosmos.
0: My friend, there's still much more to talk about on today's show. Something that may please you and everyone else out there a little bit more was the season finale of Hawkeye.
1: Mm-hmm. Episode
0: 6 ending to what I feel right now is Marvel's best venture on television above anything Netflix, above anything Disney+. Plus, it is the overall the best show on Netflix. It did in the episode 6 do what most of the other episodes final for Disney plus has not done. And that is please so many people with its outcome. I think with Loki, Loki, if depending on the age bracket that you're in, you either love it or you hate it because I talk to younger people and they can't stand the ending. And I talked to people in my age group and they absolutely love the ending. So it's so funny how that is with WandaVision. I thought it was a little bit of a letdown on the ending. It was all right. It was nothing great. Uh, Captain America and Winter Soldier. A lot of people thought it was all right. It was nothing great. It didn't close out as strong as they wanted it to. And then uh, with What If, What If was pretty good. But overall, the episodes were up and down as far as that's concerned, in my opinion. But still, overall, I think Hawkeye has the most consistently good to great show in this MCU, in this Disney Plus series venture. And the way it ended up is just truly fantastic.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I'm excited to have the kingpin involved. I'm excited to see how that's going to get pulled into the rest of the MCU. Uh, Very excited about that because I love the actor in that role. Holy smokes, they nailed it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Vincent D'Onofrio did another great job. And we're going to go into spoilers here just to let everyone know that we are going to go into spoiler territory once again with Hawkeye episode six and also the overarching series itself. So be prepared to listen to a lot of Hawkeye coming up because we really liked it. First off, I want to go ahead and ask you your thoughts on how they set it up for the final battle scenes. It was at a, a Christmas party in honor of Bishop security. They had a line up there and everybody was waiting for Kate Bishop's mother, Eleanor, to go ahead and arrive. And It's funny how that they got everybody involved, everybody included at the last scene, because you not only in that area, in this whole episode, you saw not only saw Hawkeye, you also saw Hawkeye, both Hawkeyes. Right. You also got the Kingpin. You got Eleanor that finally came around. You got Yelena Belova that was there. You got the LARPs that were there, the live action role players that were part of it, and they were included into this And at the end. And so that was actually very satisfying and very unexpected. They found a new character arc and a new, very different way of, of recreating Jack as a swordsman. So that was interesting how they portrayed him and how that was very different from what it looked like was going to be. So Jack coming off at the end as a good guy, was kind of surprising to say the least, but yeah, just overall. And of course the Kingpin and Maya and uh, Kazi, their arc and how that ended up is very good. I I was just very impressed with the way it ended up. Did it tie everything together in a nice neat little bow? You did about as good as you can with one hour and one minute there. And the fact is they also dropped a bombshell at the very end, which had been speculated upon by the fans out there. In regards to the Rolex watch, they finally wrapped that up.
1: Yeah. Uh, So I do do love the the cheeky fan service that comes through all of these series, really. When you look at them, there's always a little bit of, well, not a little bit. There's always just enough fan service for them to go, I was right. Nailed it.
0: Absolutely. There's something satisfying about that. Because the Rolex watch at the end was recovered by Hawkeye, along with the Ronan suit, which he finally put to rest and burnt that to a crisp on the barbecue. Because he did make it back home for Christmas. I just want to let everyone know that he finally did make it back home for Christmas after tough battles against Helena Belova, the tracksuit mafia. It was some hilarious scenes in there with some of the best humor I have seen from Marvel this year yeah movie or television show it was some of the best humor in that area okay they did some things that wandavision didn't do is that they remembered stuff from previous episodes and they gave you a call back to it not only the larping but the advice that was given for one of the tracksuit mafia Mm -hmm. they gave you some uh, other things over the watch of course they they actually finished that arc maya they gave her enough to go ahead and say you know what we're interested for her for her series you know at the very end she does face off against kingpin and and puts a gun to his head and he fires it but you don't see it so does that mean he's dead vincent d'onofrio is, is asking everybody out there that he doesn't want to be dead he wants to go ahead and continue in the mcu so i have a feeling that we're going to see more of him in the mcu that's all yeah, i'll say I about so. that
1: got it yeah I, so.
0: I think so he had a great clash with kate bishop as far as their fight is concerned and Mm -hmm. i thought that was really good and really creative how they even things out is because he's so powerful i mean the fact that he could take arrows and just break them off was just like whoa hey there you go all right (laughs) right but yeah and then he got hit by a car and exploded and still managed to go ahead and walk around with his hawaiian shirt on just amazing that he could still do that but yeah just a great format and then of course jeremy renner as hawkeye you got to see his emotional arc and, and finally meet up against Helena Belova. And as Helena Belova looked like he was going to go ahead and kill him, he actually had the upper hand at one time, but let go. And then she gained the upper hand and was about ready to kill him. But she finally realized exactly what the truth is going on. Although I wish he would have spelled it out more carefully to right. her, like saying, hey, we were on this planet. The idea to get the stone, you have to love somebody in order to go ahead and, and jump off. And that I jump first. And Elena would understand exactly the circumstance if he, he spelled it out, but he spelled it out in enough generalities that she was able to get it. She was able to understand it. So he just spelled it out a little bit more carefully. I would have appreciated that, you know, that he sacrificed himself first and that she stopped him from doing so. So I think that would have probably been a little bit better. But still, the episode itself is great. You know, I want to hear more of your thoughts on it before we head to the break.
1: It'll be tragic if there isn't a view of Hawkeye. Exactly. It, it will be. It'll be tragic. And a real missed and lost opportunity if they don't. But, you know, giving us just enough to whet our appetite for the next movie is probably more of what these TV shows on Disney Plus are really about. So I think it's it's a little bit about keeping our attention between movies. And I think that Hawkeye was was very successful at that. I'm excited to see the next iteration i hope it's a new season i have a feeling that it'll probably be quite a while before we would see it though yeah i just think that there's there's so much in the pipe right now for the mcu that when they find a show that works they almost have to wait until they can clear out you know the backlog of stuff they have coming out before they can really sit down and and start to focus on hopefully a season two
0: hopefully a season two indeed and On the other side of the break, we'll be talking about the major spoiler that was given as far as the the watch is concerned and a couple more things on Hawkeye. But before we head to the break, I did want to mention that Hawkeye is truly something that people need to go ahead and check out. It is the best show, I think, on Marvel television this year and definitely the best Marvel television show I have ever seen. So if you have thoughts on it, please let us know. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. But we are on the other side of this break. Are going to go ahead and talk about more about some of the revelations that we saw in Hawkeye, including the Rolex watch. What does it all mean? What are Melinda's hopes on Kingpin? Where does she think he can go from here? I mean, and where he a little too. Yes, but I'm going <laughs> to ask exactly where. So that'll be interesting to talk about. Plus, Melinda will have her best and worst in pop culture for 2021. Yeah, some and of the best we'll
1: talk... happened this year. <laughs>
0: Yes, yes. And we'll touch on the end credit scene slash trailer, which I thought, again, was a little bit lazy on Marvel's part, but it is the Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. Give us a true second end credits. I mean, they've done it once before, I think, where they gave us a trailer instead of an end credits, but still, I thought it was a little lazy. But still, we are going to go ahead and touch on Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness trailer here on the back side of the show as well. This is the PCC Multiverse. And if you're ready to talk toys... I haven't stopped talking toys. Let's get to it. It's the Jay and Rob Toy Show and we're back for Season 2 for 10 more episodes of Toy talking Goodness. And this time we talk Marvel figures, we talk DC figures, holy grails, playsets, what-if scenarios, and so much more but we're not alone. We've brought a few friends with us this time. All that and of course our action figure spotlight. So check out the Jay and Rob Toy Show Season 2 exclusively on Jinx Esports TV Canada. And we're back with the show. It's the PCC Multiverse. It's Gerald Glassford along with my good friend, Mrs. Melinda Barkhouse-Ross. And we're wishing you a happy holidays and a Merry Christmas to you from all of us here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. We are finalizing our conversation on hawkeye episode six and the series as a whole melinda and i both recommended we did not recommend the matrix resurrections but we do certainly recommend this it was yeah. great it was kind of
1: i don't even know that was, i'm finished talking about the matrix like that's how well, bad it was.
0: well yeah well oh. you're, i don't think you are but because oh. there's your list <laughs> coming up but it was kind of like we got the good with hawkeye before we got the bad with matrix but True. I want to go ahead before we touch on your best and worst in pop culture for 2021, I want to ask you real quick. We saw Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin, who you adore, simply adore I do. as far as concerned. I do. And he did a great what job in it. Terrifying,
1: terrifying, terrifying villain.
0: He's a, he's a very menacing character. Terrifying. And I think that's something that's lost sometimes yes. on the MCU because their villains have not always hit with great success. There are mm-hmm. some, and then there are others that are not. And He comes in here and you can just tell because he has that cachet from the Netflix series already. He already has that persona built in. You just kind of already know what you're going to get. And what you're going to get is somebody that's going to eat up the screen. It's full of villainy. So I want to hear your thoughts on Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin. Where do you think he should go? Because I certainly don't think he's dead. I certainly don't think he's gotten a fatal wound from Echo. Yeah, I don't think so either.
1: I can't imagine that Marvel would let go a villain played so well as the Kingpin like that. It just, it seems too easy as far as Marvel villains go, you know?
0: I could just say in the comics that when Echo was faced with the similar situation where she had a gun to, and, you know, she found out that her uncle was killed off by the Kingpin, similar to what we see here that she actually ends up blinding him and not killing him with the gunshot. So maybe that's going to be the same turn. Because it kind of met the story arc for Daredevil, where he's blind and Daredevil's blind. So maybe that's where they want to go with it. I'm not sure. But, you know, there's the Echo series. You know, there's the She-Hulk series. You know, there's possibly a Daredevil series down the road that Kingpin needs to be a part of.
1: Yes, absolutely. He's he's, the, he's a villain that we need in the MCU. So you can't kill him off. We need him too much.
0: Plus, Because well, we're going to see nothing but cosmic villains. I oh mean, It's nice that we have grounded, a grounded villain yes. still, yet again, that you fear.
1: Yes. Well, I don't know if that's, is that accurate? Is he just like a regular human who's just a bad guy?
0: Well, he's certainly not on any planets he's a, right now.
1: I was going to say, yeah, he's just like a regular dude, right? And that helps, I think, ground as you said, some of the more high fantasy parts of the MCU, other planets and things like that. So,
0: Because a lot of this action still takes place on Earth. I know we're going to have Guardians of the Galaxy. I know we're going to have Thor, Love and Thunder. I know we're going to have a lot of stuff, Captain Marvel coming around, that's going to be a space adventure type of deal. But still, when you have stuff that's grounded within the confines of planet Earth, because a lot of what's going on is in, based in planet Earth, You know, it's something that we should go ahead and and appreciate because of the fact that it's not forgetting where the Marvel base is from. Right.
1: Yes. And and I think that when you have very specific settings for very specific characters, you need to have very specific villains as well. Like, I couldn't see daredevil versus thanos please tell me that that's never been a thing because i've missed a chunk of something if, if it has but you know you you need the, like hell's kitchen is such a specific setting and it is all about daredevil and it's all about kingpin and i think that keeping those nuggets of things that are a little bit closer to our reality ish is really important for the mcu
0: I think it is as well. It reminds you of exactly where everything's at and that there are true villains out there still willing to do harm and willing to go ahead and control and not just on a galactic or universe layer. It's also at a earth layer as well. Although you never know with Kingpin, he might become interstellar at some point in time. So you never know what happens with that. But But Kingpin is going to, I think, still be a major part of the ground-based MCU going forward. I don't think it would be in their best interest to go ahead and kill him off. He, Vincent D'Onofrio, has said he doesn't want to be killed off. So he's hoping for a future in the MCU. So I think after his great performance in Hawkeye Episode 6, I really think that Marvel is now ending this year on a high note obviously with the success of Spider-Man no way home and yeah. what you got with Hawkeye, which I truly think is the best of the Marvel television series to date. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I know that a lot of good things are coming from it, but the last thing I want to touch on is again, Clint Barton did make it home for Christmas with Kate Bishop in tow and pizza, the wonder dog, of course. Okay. Uh, you know, yes. Uh, still there, still around, still going ahead and the uh, cool dog. So I'm, really liking the fact that he's still a part of this thing. But, yes, they all enter the Barton Farm, the famous Barton Farm from the Avengers Endgame scenes that you saw there. And Mm -hmm. he comes back, and, yeah, everything is, is looking good for Christmas. And he does make it home on Christmas Day, and everything's looking good. And they're having fun and all that. And the last thing that you see is the Rolex from the first episode and also, I think, what, episode four? When they tried to get it from Maya's apartment, right. he did get a hold of it from yeah. the Avengers compound. That was put on the black market auction, which was one of the main reasons why we actually got into this mess in the first place, along with the Ronin suit. He hands that over to Laura Barton, his wife, and he kind of scolds her, You, keep, you better keep track of your own stuff a little bit better. And then she yeah. chides him, You better keep track of your own stuff a little bit better <laughs> as well with the Ronin suit. So we see the watch in a closer detail, and she turns it over, and there's the shield logo with a number yep. 19. Yeah, and that was very interesting because it played into a lot of people's hopes that she, Laura Barton, aka Linda Cardellini, I think she was Velma in the Scooby Doo movies. That's, that's oh, okay. basically yes, yes, that's <laughs> Linda Cardellini. She actually has done a great job over the years, but we thought she was just, uh, you know. Uh, a, a wife, caring mother, but during the series, she's been able to go ahead and, and give Hawkeye some valuable information, even mm-hmm. in German, which got everybody's like, "Ooh, I guess there's more than meets the eye there." And sure yeah. enough, it is because 19 on the shield logo means that she's Agent 19, and in the comic books, that is Mockingbird, who was a love interest too. Clint Barton's Hawkeye so it seems like a career at S.H.I.E.L.D. turned her to Clint Barton and the two got married and started a home life after that so it's interesting Mm -hmm. could Mockingbird play another role in the MCU I hope so I really do
1: I like it I'm into it I'm here for it I ship it is are the kids still saying that I don't know but yes yes please more of that bring me more
0: Linda Cardellini, she is doing a a great job over the years and just like that in just little bits and pieces, but now she has a chance maybe in a Hawkeye season two to hit center stage, so we'll wait and see. But Linda Cardellini, she's doing a a great job now. She has a chance to go ahead and be at the forefront of the next Hawkeye series, although it's going to be interesting. Does the next season two, does that maybe focus more on Kate Bishop? I think it should. I think it needs to. But is there still room for Jeremy Renner's Honkeye, Clint Barton, and Linda Cardellini's Kate Barton as well?
1: Yes, I, th- I think so. I think they'll be very prominent secondary characters. I think that's the correct way to move forward with the way that this season has shaped up. I think that's the correct way.
0: I think it's the correct way as well. I think that's you know something that they should go into. I think Marvel should be pleased and Disney Plus should be pleased. I know the numbers were kind of soft coming into the first episode, but I'm I'm hoping that it retained a lot of the audience and will allow itself for season two, because I think that this is of the series that are out there that have been produced this year, the one that I think deserves a season two the most, but we'll wait and see.
1: I think that we're going to see the numbers probably track upwards a little bit too over the holiday as people look for a taste of Christmas in their show, (laughs) but not, you know, all of the, halls being decked and the halls being follow-lawed.
0: Is it one of the best Christmas series ever?
1: <laughs> Let's start the debate now. Let's do it. Yes.
0: yes. <laughs> Is it the Die Hard of Christmas TV series? You never know. So. Where people say, well, it's not a Christmas movie. Oh, I think it's a Christmas movie. Well, it takes place on Christmas. So to me, it's a Christmas movie. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: we'll wait and see. Again, the thoughts are out there. A lot of people are really liking what they saw from the season-ending episode of hawkeye and the series overall if you have thoughts on hawkeye season one of many we're hoping fingers crossed fingers crossed and episode six please let us know popculturecosmos at yahoo.com thanks for checking out the pcc you know the pop culture cosmos we'll be back in one moment Or follow Retro City Games on Facebook and Instagram for all the latest deals and new items. Without a doubt, there's no better place to go for your gaming needs than your friends at Retro City Games. And we're back with the PCZ Multiverse. Gerald Glass we come right back at you here. We you want to go ahead and check out what we do each and every day at Pop Culture Cosmos on Facebook, plus we're located all over the internet and social media popculturecosmos.com. We're also located at many other outlets, including TikTok, Instagram. We're also on YouTube. We're also, like I said, on Facebook. We've got Twitch going as well. So if you want to go ahead and check out what we do, Each and every week, we've got many outlets for you right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. Plus, I want to go ahead and say Merry Christmas to all the incredible radio stations around the world that play our show. I want to wish you a happy holidays. Merry Christmas from all of us at the Pop Culture Cosmos. And may you have a blessed and happy new year to all your listeners and to all the great stations that provide our show to them on a weekly basis. My friend. You got your post-it notes ready? Yes. I know Josh had a great list on the Monday show and I cannot thank him enough for for doing it. Wishing him a happy holidays and Merry Christmas. And I know he's got a a young lady that's on the way. So I know he's excited for that. So he's going to be taking some time off, but you've teased a little bit to me off air. So I'm really looking forward to it. I'm excited to hear what Melinda's best and worst of pop culture for 2021 is. So Melinda Barkhouse Ross... It's time for the post-it notes to come out and to go ahead and share your thoughts in detail on your list of the best and worst in pop culture for 2021. So I, I just re- want, just the only thing I ask though, okay. is at the very end, you pop on there, the best, your very best and your very worst.
1: Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So you want me to save the absolute worst? Okay. I understand.
0: And, and the best too. Okay.
1: So. so- Obviously, we're going to talk about the squid game. I can't imagine that there's a best of list for the end of this year that does not have the squid game on it. I can't imagine. Yeah. And if that does happen, then you need to send an email or a tweet or something to the person who wrote this best of list and ask them why the squid game wasn't on it and find out what their reasoning is. Because it was so good. It hit the ground running and it didn't stop. And it got more and more horrifying. But then you had your moments of like genuine humanity and and real kindness and then just the absolute worst oh god it was so good thrilled so good okay another one i don't think that it actually came out in 2021 but 2021 was when i discovered it so i'm gonna say it counts
0: okay
1: okay maybe put an asterisk beside this one but the basketball anime series (laughs) It's, it's over the top it's about middle school players who look like they're in their 40s <laughs> playing basketball <laughs> but it's so good and you really do eventually end up caring for all of the players that make up this dream team just
0: want to mention to everyone it is Kuroko's basketball
1: yes so please do watch it I know there was a movie that came on Netflix not that long ago as well but watch the series before you watch the movie. I will give you that piece of advice. Because if you watch the movie, you might be a little bit lost in what's happening. So just a heads up on that. I have gotten all the way through Witcher Season 2. It's on my best of list. So good. Please spend your time watching this show. Please give it the attention that it deserves. It's wonderful. And, and a great addition to the Witcher lineup. The first couple of episodes were a little bit weird. Maybe I was just preoccupied with some of the shots between the two characters because it was obvious they were trying to do the six feet apart stuff you know in the first couple of episodes so maybe I was overthinking it I don't know but I did get a little bit distracted in the beginning of it but there must have been something that they changed on the set and then you have like the ensemble characters all together again so I don't know that I thought that was a little bit weird what if is on my best of I thought it was great i loved the animation style i loved those moments where we heard from chadwick again i just thought that it was an interesting flip of a coin for the stories that we know and we are all so passionate about i just thought it was interesting so if you take that approach when you sit down to watch what if they're not trying to rewrite anything they're just literally saying what if this happened instead? And you know, the fallout from that. So I thought that was pretty interesting. And I'm going to put the wheel of time on my list as well, where I think we are seven episodes in, I think right now for the wheel of time, but give that one some of your time as well. It's high fantasy. If you've read the books, my husband is a massive Wheel of Time fanboy, he'll probably hate that I called him a fanboy for anything, but if it's Wheel of Time, I'm sure he's going to be at least a little bit okay with it. He has said that the small changes that they have made make sense for taking a book and putting it on TV, you know, slight changes to characters and things like that, but he's very happy overall with how they are approaching the source material and how they have put the show together. So those are my big time, heck yes. I have all of the time in the world going to sit down and watch it.
0: Very interesting. Indeed. That's a great list so far. I really like the fact that you added the wheel of time in there. Cause I know again, my, like I said before, when we were off air, my wife is ahead of me on it and she's really enjoying what she's seeing with the wheel of time. I know it's gotten a lot of praise out there from a lot of people. So I'm, yeah. I'm happy for you in that. I, I'm, I like the fact that you like the what if series a little bit more than I do. I think it's just something that, again, depending on the episode, for me, it really hit, really resonated or didn't. But I think a lot of the episodes there, the ending was pretty good. I like the ending, was thought was pretty good. Uh, I thought Party Thor. I love Party Thor. (laughs) I love Party Thor. Yes. You know, I know that uh, Chris Hemsworth said, oh, I think people are getting tired of Thor. No, I'm sorry. Party Thor, you just can't get tired of. No. Yeah.
1: I don't think anybody is tired. Dude! Dude! Yes. (laughs) Yes. My worst of list is a little bit shorter. I've got three things that really kind of stuck out for me. One of them was Santa Inc. The Seth Rogen movie. Was it stop animation? Can't remember even the animation style. It was so bad. I gave it a half an hour. I should have given it five minutes. It's bad and it doesn't get any better.
0: Well, you thought it was going to be a recreation of the sausage party. I know we covered it earlier this month on the Pop Culture Cosmos. That was such a big hit. That was such a outstanding movie very funny raunchy comedy and you thought you were going to get more of the same it doesn't seem like it did that for you
1: no no it really it didn't and you know what i don't i don't know i don't know why i didn't like it i've just found it tasteless and i love raunchy comedy yeah it was just bad all around i'm gonna put the eternals on there you probably should watch it but i don't think that you're gonna be moved in any direction by it i liked
0: it a little bit more than you did yeah, I'm gonna say it, that, but it was it, not the greatest movie yeah
1: yeah no it really should have been like three different movies
0: and i'm gonna be even more honest with you i think all the marvel movies and that includes spider-man no way home were okay we're mm-hmm. good but nothing great this year right. as far as yeah. on the big screen
1: yeah and my worst and perhaps this is a little bit safe because we've already talked about it but i i'm appalled At Matrix Resurrection. I'm appalled.
0: Is that your worst of 2021?
1: That is my absolute worst was that. I don't even think that I had big expectations for another Matrix movie. It was just bad. I mean, I was distracted by lighting. That shouldn't be a thing you're distracted by when you're watching a movie. That should just be... One of those details, and God bless lighting people because they know what they're doing and they know how to light things and light people. But man, I don't know if it was too harsh. It was so distracting. It was so distracting. It just, the whole thing just felt so cheap and underdeveloped. And it made me so sad because I wanted to like it. I, I wanted to support the Matrix universe, I wanted to support Canoo. I wanted to see trinity be an incredible badass which okay i'm not going to say anything else because spoilers but (sighs) if they had just brought her in in the first half hour of the movie instead of two hours and a half in you know
0: yeah i know know. it's way too long yeah special effects were substandard and it was a great idea that was just taken way out of hand it was just okay you have this great idea and then Going a completely different direction
1: i don't even think it was a full idea and i think that's part of the problem is i don't think that there was a clear vision or a clear storyline that they were going after with this one it it just it all seems murky and it seems muddy no ideas are really crystallized i don't know (sighs) i really i'm so upset about the movie actually i'm very upset about it
0: we do know your worst of 2021 what is yeah. your best of 2021 just to make it clear
1: yeah my best i think is probably even a little bit of a tie between squid games and wheel of time
0: Ooh, yeah. very good there you go all right so there you have it there is melinda's list of the best and worst in pop culture for 2021 if you have thoughts on it please don't send the hate just let <laughs> us know if you disagree you know, in a polite fashion but if you enjoyed what she said, if you agreed with what she said or disagreed in a respectful fashion, please let us know. PopCultureCosmos at yahoo.com or PopCultureCosmos on any social media outlet. I think it's an outstanding list. So, personally, I agree with much of what she was saying. So, if you got a chance out there, please go ahead and share your thoughts on Melinda's best and worst in pop culture for 2021 at PopCultureCosmos at yahoo.com before we're heading out my friend and we wish again everybody a truly Merry Christmas I want to go ahead and touch on the teaser aka slash end credit scene for Spider-Man No Way Home which was Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness Mm -hmm. I mean it was just a trailer first of all again I'm not going to stress enough how lazy it was for Marvel just to slap on that trailer at the end of it and I thought that was very disappointing for me to see because It's like having real estate space on those end credit scenes, and you use that on a trailer instead of going ahead and saying maybe let's develop possibly something down the line for one of the TV shows or one something down the line for one of the movies or maybe just giving you even a little bit of a hint of what's going on. Instead, you go ahead and show the multiverse madness, which I no longer will trust Marvel on its commercials because, as we saw with Spider-Man No Way Home, there was at least two or three scenes in the main trailer that were never in the actual movie. Ugh, woof. Yeah. So just let everybody know, if you haven't seen Spider-Man No Way Home yet, the trailer, it lies to you. It lies. So <laughs> I don't trust anything I've seen when it comes to a Marvel trailer anymore, but let's just go ahead and say most of it is going to be in the movie whatnot. So Right. It appears that Dr. Strange does go ahead and finds and tracks down Wanda Maximoff, talks to her, lets her know, hey, you know, the fact that you've destroyed Westview and hurt many people, not worried about that. That's okay. Only yeah. Dr. Strange can still be a good guy and just say, you know what, all that carnage you had, yeah, it's
1: okay. It's okay. Yeah. It was a Do bad day. You. you were going through a bad time. I understand. Yeah. It's a, it's
0: yeah. No problem. Not, not not even worried about it. It's okay. Right so i've got a bigger problem i need you to help me tackle i really want you to go ahead and help me out with this multiverse thing because you know with the spider-man spell i kind of muck things up and now there's residual fallout from it i guess that's causing the multiverse to go ahead and break down and and then you see uh, clips of what's going on with the the, the multiverse kind of kind of taking shape as far as breaking down and such and you see Baron Mordo back in there. It's just like the fact that they're going to go ahead and execute that story arc. But the bigger, I guess, villain in this is Doctor Strange himself, possibly showing that one of your best of pop culture in 2021 is must viewing. And what if, because he does look like he's going to be facing off against an evil Doctor Strange.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Share me your thoughts on that. Yeah, no, I'm here for it.
1: Uh, two Benedict Cumberbatches on the screen. And I, I love the way that he has played the Doctor Strange character, like right from the time where he was the arrogant surgeon, you know, like all through it. I just think that he's done a fantastic job. And yeah, I'm I'm here for one Doctor Strange. I'm here two times for two of them.
0: Okay, fair Ooh. enough. Yeah, and again, it all relates to what if. So originally, earlier this year, when what if was first, you know, announced and the first started seeing the trailers, I said I didn't think that what if was going to be required viewing. And then, as we saw the episodes, I said I'm going to remove that statement. I am going to fully remove that statement because what if is now required viewing for everyone out there that wants to go ahead and keep up to date on the MCU. So, yeah, please, what if is not only again one of Melinda's best. I thought it was pretty good myself, so please, everyone out there, check it out as best you can because it does lead into something we might see in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness between an evil and a good Doctor Strange facing off against each other. We see the multiverse breaking down. We see the first appearance of America Chavez, which is very interesting. You saw her kind of in the background there on a couple different scenes, so she is going to make her first appearance in the Marvel Cinematic Universe then, although I'm hoping... That she will actually get introduced to in maybe one of the TV series leading up to it. Moon Knight, I believe, is the next Marvel series on the list. Although they haven't officially announced what's next. It is believed that Moon Knight is the best. It seems to me like because they could show you more scenes of Moon Knight in the trailers leading up to the series for next year. I think Moon Knight is probably the one that looks to be most finished. Sure. Yeah. So I'm going to say that's probably the one that's going to be there. I'm hoping she might get introduced there. Is could that be a possibility? I hope so. I hope so.
1: You know what? Maybe that's the way that they should have approached the Eternals: is to have them show up in a series first, and then Maybe. have them. You know, I yeah.
0: Well, I you know I know Eternals was on your your yes. worst of list Sorry. for 2021. Yeah. No, I, believe me, like I said, I thought the movie was okay, but I know everybody else is that's out there thinking that it's either. know, at best okay or even worse and i know how it's not very well thought of as far as from a critical standpoint i will say that for all the love that shang chi and the legend of the ten rings gets and it's very well deserving of it you know it finished only 30 million dollars above worldwide the eternals And actually when you look at it you've got shang chi and the eternals right behind it so if shang chi gets a new life as far as sequels and things are concerned maybe the Eternals should as well i'm not saying that because i'm just saying in fairness because the fact that there's a story that you can expound on there to make it better to make the yes. eternals even better yeah. so if kevin feige is committed to going ahead and expanding all parts of the mcu and not throwing the eternals under the bus like they did the inhumans they can go ahead and, and expound on that and make it better and i'm hoping that they will but again doctor strange the multiverse of madness it's coming out next year i believe in may it's the scheduled date right now but it's looking very interesting, looking very dark. So your final thoughts on Doctor Strange before we head on out?
1: I think that Doctor Strange needs to go dark. I think of all of the Marvel characters, I think that Doctor Strange could possibly have the most tendency, perhaps, to go darker than you would see like a Thor go, for example. very excited about it. I may even get out to a theater to see this one as well. So we'll there you see. Go. Yeah.
0: If you have any thoughts on the Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness trailer, which had a dual purpose of serving as an end credit scene for Spider-Man No Way Home, which still perturbs me to this day, (laughs) please let us know your thoughts. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. How much of it do you think is actually going to end up in the movie itself? That is the big question because Ah. they've lied to me before with Spider-Man so again, and they will
1: lie to you again
0: yes and they will they lie will. to me again yes uh-huh. that's what marvel does they they spend a whole bunch of money to create extra scenes which never end up on the actual movie itself so <laughs> right. that's when you know that they're going to go all out to go ahead and hide their secrets that yeah. you can appreciate at least it is doctor strange in the multiverse of madness please let us know your thoughts pop culture cosmos at yahoo My friend, it's been a great episode. Wanted to wish everyone again once and for all a truly Merry Christmas and a happy holidays. Any last thoughts before we head on out?
1: Spend some time over the holiday, obviously, with friends, with like family and stuff like that. Be safe. Watch Witcher Season 2. You're not going to be disappointed. If you haven't been watching Wheel of Time on Amazon Prime, then please give that a little bit of time to you over the holiday if you have anytime
0: oh well you tell me every time on every week now to go ahead and just ditch the holiday party and just go into another room and check it out so yes they should have plenty of time
1: that's where the holiday party should be
0: there you I go mean, if
1: I'm from the maritimes uh in canada which is like the east coast so nova scotia new brunswick prince edward island all of our parties take place in the kitchen They don't don't happen in any other part of the house. If you do go to another part of the house, it's because you don't feel well. (laughs) Or you're trying to sneak out early. So I am encouraging you to actively leave the kitchen party. Go to the living room and put on one of these shows because your kitchen party may turn into a viewing party. Just remember the popcorn.
0: Hey, it's better than having all your action take place in the coffee house like the Matrix Resurrections.
1: (laughs) It's not where I thought you were going with that, but I'm glad that's where you went. (laughs)
0: So, for Melinda Barkhouse Ross, this is Gerald Glassford. It's another beautiful day in paradise right here in the PCC multiverse. We thank you for listening and have a truly Merry Christmas, wonderful Boxing Day, and a happy holiday season. And here's hoping you have yourself a great day. <laughs>